Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The Pittsburgh Steelers are going to lean on the run game to help second-year quarterback Kenny Pickett. And that puts our focus this week on the Steelers' running backs and tight ends. I'm your host, Jeffrey Benedict. Welcome to The Cutting Room Floor. The Cutting Room Floor is brought to you by Steel Curtain Network and Fans First Sports Network. Make sure you're checking out all of the Steelers' coverage on Steel Curtain Network as we take you through this offseason. The Pittsburgh Steelers' running backs are going to be the key to the offense again. They've built up the offensive line, uh, and they look to have improved their run blocking even more, added people that can run outside zone better, which is a good fit for Najee Harris. He's a very good outside zone runner. Jalen Warren as well. The Steelers are built, and Matt Canada's offense is built, to play off the run game. That run game is going to be anchored by Najee Harris. Najee Harris had a bit of a down year last year, at least for the first half of the season. And one of the major complaints we heard about Najee Harris was his vision. Now, I want to start by saying Najee Harris doesn't have great vision. And that's okay. Not all great backs have great vision. That's not a requirement. Just like all great receivers don't have great route running... It's not a requirement. It's one area, and it's one way you can be great, but there's others too. Najee Harris brings power, and that power is very easily quantifiable, especially when you look at his film, and you see how few times Najee Harris goes down on first contact. Most of the time, the first person to get to Najee Harris is just going to slow him down a bit. 
This leads to a lot of extra yards, a lot of yards after contact, a lot of breakaway runs. I don't mean breakaway runs like he breaks a tackle and scores a touchdown, but he breaks contain. Right, The defense has contained. They have one player that gets to him. That player has to tackle him. Najee Harris breaks that tackle and picks up yards. He's turned a lot of run plays that if you look at it from the perspective of the offensive line doing their job and, and giving the running back yards, those plays should have failed. But Najee Harris made them work. The biggest problem with his vision, in my mind, isn't that he doesn't see the play, it's that he doesn't trust the play. And the same way that if you have a young quarterback, they could miss a read, scramble out, and you have to sit there and ask, is this a fault of the play design, the execution of the teammates, or is this like the quarterback not seeing it, or is the quarterback not trusting what's going on and trying to create on their own. Najee Harris is kind of that, you, you go old Ben Roethlisberger, early seasons Ben Roethlisberger, but Najee Harris isn't a person who just doesn't see it. Ben Roethlisberger took a while to become a quarterback, see, read defenses, figure out what he was doing. He was much more comfortable just extending the play, you know, taking it straight to playground ball when he was a rookie and a second-year player. Najee Harris in the second half of the season, showed a lot more trust in his offensive line and showed vision when he showed that trust. But there were still plays where you could see he didn't trust the play to work. And I think a lot of this is a carryover from his rookie season where the plays didn't work. The blocking <laughs> didn't work. You had a season and a half. Najee Harris... One and a half of his two seasons in the NFL, he has not had an offensive line he could trust to make the blocks they were supposed to make. And he's had half a season where they were better. Najee Harris is the kind of back that if you give him good blocking, he's going to take those yards and add more to them. If you get some downfield blocking, if you get a play where only one guy has a shot at Najee Harris and after that it's a big gain, Najee Harris is going to do phenomenal things. And that's where improvements in blocking, additions on the offensive line, additions you know in the tight end room, those are going to pay off for Najee Harris. One of the key things with Najee Harris is keeping his workload down. That's, again, going to be a big part of the season. They brought in Pat Meyer. Pat Meyer kept his workload down last season. He needs to do it again. And hopefully Najee Harris this season will be healthy the whole season and not, you know, working through some nagging injuries for part of the season. The number two running back is set this year. Last year we didn't know who that was going to be, and that was one of the big question marks. This year we know it's Jalen Warren. Where Najee Harris is a, you know, stiff arm, run through you with leg strength kind of running back, Jalen Warren is much quicker to get downhill than Najee Harris, which is why early in the season a lot of people wanted Jalen Warren starting over Najee Harris. Because while Najee Harris was looking for the best run, Jalen Warren was just hitting whatever was there and taking as much as he could. 
very quick to get downhill. I like Jalen Warren on outside zone a lot because of that. He can move laterally, and then when he sees that opening, he gets downhill fast, gets the yards the offensive line gives him, and a few more. There aren't a lot of times where Jalen Warren breaks a tackle when a guy has a good shot at him. But Jalen Warren also doesn't make it the easiest to get good shots at him. Warren is more a player who's going to hit that defender and gain two yards as he's being tackled. Than Najee Harris's, you know, throw someone to the ground and gain five more yards. But Jalen Warren's going to get the yards that are handed him quicker and more reliably. I think they're a good combination. I think Jalen Warren is a good little change of pace for Najee Harris. Just a slightly different back and still a pain in the butt to deal with. He's still going to hit you. He hits people hard. These are two running backs that, you know, are going to wear down defensive backs. If the offensive line is taking out the front seven and you have a game where it's up to safeties and and cornerbacks to tackle Najee Harris and Jalen Warren, by the end of the game, those guys are going to be sore. They're going to be beat up. And they're not going to want to be doing this anymore. And that's, that's the kind of football, you know, I think Steeler fans think about when they think smash mouth football. They think of Jerome Bettis late in the game just running over defensive backs to break a big gain and, and seal you know seal wins with big drives at the end of games because the other team just couldn't handle that level of physicality anymore. This you you give Najee Harris and Jalen Warren that kind of offensive line like those lines Jerome Bettis had, those two early two thousands offensive lines, and I think you're gonna see similar results. Behind Jalen Warren and Najee Harris, you know, Anthony McFarland, Benny Snell, those guys are gone. You have Master Teague returning. He is a candidate to be a Benny Snell kind of back. He doesn't give you a lot as a runner. He can run hard, hit people, you know, take take the yards there and just hit people. Not as good as Jalen Warren, not going to be as fast or as effective, but, you know... If he can be Benny Snell as a runner and be Benny Snell as a special teams player, that would be a good thing for the Steelers. Uh, last I heard, Benny Snell is still a free agent, so that's still you know an option, I think, if things go bad in training camp. You could always see the Steelers bring back a Benny Snell. The other one to look at, Alfonso Graham. Went through rookie minicamp, got a camp invite. He is undersized. Like Jalen Warren is short but stout. Uh, Alfonso Graham is short and he doesn't weigh as much. He's he's in the 180s. He's under 200 pounds, around five nine. His film shows patience, good vision, quickness. Play when he's running, he's running full speed pretty quickly. It's not a it's not a you know burner type of gear, but it's going to get you good yards. The problem is with him. His level of competition was pretty low. It's a huge step up. Like a like a Devlin Hodges level step up kind of thing to the NFL. The thing with Alfonso Graham though is he shows really good route running as a running back. And 
could be a guy that sees time as a slot receiver. These undersized receivers usually do pretty well when they switch from running back to the NFL. The most famous one, obviously, is Tyreek Hill. Alfonso Graham does not have anywhere close to Tyreek Hill speed. Don't get me wrong. He plays fast, but he doesn't have that burner gear. Alfonso Graham does not have that. But he does show quickness. He does show some smooth route running. He could be a kind of a, you know, a, a miscellaneous weapon type of player. Line up in the slot, uh, jet sweeps, motion the backfield and run some plays. He could be that kind of a player. If it, you know, obviously if it works out, this is not at all a guarantee. But he could be. Last player I want to cover here is Connor Hayward. Connor Hayward, the Steelers want him to be more of a fullback. Now, when we I'm talking fullback and Connor Hayward, I'm not we're not talking Tim Lester. We're not talking Dan Kreider. We're not talking those old school fullbacks. He's not that kind of player. He wasn't even really a tight end. When he was in line as a tight end, he, he wasn't long enough. He didn't have good blocking. When he's on the move, he's a good blocker in terms of catching people. If you're familiar with that term, he's not a person who goes up and moves somebody, but he can come up, meet them, and stop them. Right? I'm going to get in your way. I'm going to slow you down, maybe stop you from, from getting further. But he's not a guy who's going to come up, take control of a defender, and move them where you need them to go. He's not a lead blocker. At least as a rookie. Could he develop that? I mean, players do. But normally, being a lead blocker is... You either have it or you don't. And if I had to guess from his film last year, I would say Connor Hayward isn't that guy. If you remember... Will Johnston. If you remember some of the the H backs from the from the Bruce Arians era, that's Connor Hayward. In fact, I think Connor Hayward is a better version of Will Johnston, like a, a legitimately good Will Johnston. I think he can get up to that level of blocking that Johnston gave, which which was very similar to Connor Hayward. Go beat someone and catch them. Stop them from moving farther. Stop their, you know, whatever direction they're going in, you go meet them head on and, and you stop each other. Not a come up into the, you know, into the middle of the line and, and, and move a linebacker out. Come up there, hit a linebacker and move them out of the way. That's not Connor Hayward. Connor Hayward's best threat is as a receiver. Or he's actually quite dangerous, especially if he's, you know, the last priority on defense. If he's a lower priority for the defense, which he should be. When you look at the receivers, you look at a Pat Fryermouth, Ruth, you look at Najee Harris and Jalen Warren. Connor Hayward should not be a high priority target for the defense. And he can be dangerous in that role. This 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 offseason, what he needs to add is better blocking. The more blocking he adds, the better a blocker he becomes without losing any of that receiving ability is going to make him effective and dangerous and valuable to the Steelers' offense. If he doesn't 
get better as a blocker, he's going to be about the same level he was last time. And that means he's an H-back. Kind of a novelty H-back. He's not quite Derek Watt, but he offers, you know, better receiving than Derek Watt did. Which can be a nice little addition to the team, but not a real value to the team, right? He feel, he, he'd fill a niche role. And in all honesty, if his niche role is as a tight end that can actually run and catch, but can't really block much, I don't think he's going to hold value that gets him on the field very often. We'll see what happens with Connor Hayward. The Steelers do want him to be used more like a fullback, but again, I think that's more in the Bruce Arians style of a fullback and not, you know, a true fullback. That's what I expect. I expect much more H-back than fullback for Connor Hayward. I I don't think he's going to work as a fullback very well. But we'll see. He can probably line up there and do pretty decently, but that's not his main usage at all. That's the backs. We're going to take a little break here. When we come back, we're going to talk about a group that last year I said could be the heart of the Steelers' offense and one that looks to be even better this year at tight end. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
Welcome back, Steeler fans. I'm your host, Jeffrey Benedict. You're listening to The Cutting Room Floor. The Cutting Room Floor is brought to you by Steel Curtain Network and Fans First Sports Network. No matter what sports teams you are interested in, check out Fans First Sports Network. We probably have you covered. Make sure you click over to BehindTheSteelCurtain.com for all your up news and updates on the Steelers, film rooms, articles, commentary, anything you need to get you through this offseason, we're going to have it there. The Pittsburgh Steelers' tight end room has the potential to be the defining group of the Steelers' offense. They were so important last year. Pat Fryermuth especially. Connor Hayward stepped up towards the end. We were hoping for some further growth from Zach Gentry. It looked more like he topped out in 2021, and by 2022, teams had kind of figured out the tricks they were using to get Zach Gentry the ball. Zach Gentry's limitations really were the only thing that held back the Steelers' tight end room. Pat Firemuth, in my opinion, had a phenomenal season, and he is a phenomenal weapon, and we're going to start with him. Firemuth can be your inline tight end. He's fine there. Uh, A solid, not great blocker. If you think Jesse James blocking was solid, then Pat Fryermuth's blocking is a little better than that. But Fryermuth as a receiver is really good. He's smooth. He's knowledgeable. He's got great execution on his routes. He's got really good hands. Has a natu- has a knack for making clutch plays. Pat Fryermuth is not your elite tight ends. He's not Travis Kelsey. He's not that category of elite receiving tight ends. He's a tier right below and a good blocker still. So Pat Fryermuth is, in my opinion, second tier. He's not that elite tier. But he's, you know, the the next tier down underneath the elite tight ends. The George Kittles, the Travis Kelseys. Fryermuth is deadly in the slot, lined up outside. When you get him away from that inline position where he's getting, uh, where he's, well, let's put it this way. A lot of times an inline tight end, one of their jobs is to chip the defensive end. And Pat Fryermuth does a solid job chipping a defensive end and helping, you know, the offensive line block that player. The problem is on a passing play, when you have a receiver of the caliber of a Travis Kelsey, of a Pat Fryermuth, that chip becomes more beneficial to the defense. That edge rusher isn't just trying to get past that tight end because they know that tight end is a threat in the passing game, and disrupting the timing of that tight end's route, disrupting their ability to get open and get out and and be dangerous, helps their defense more than them being slowed down in their pass rush hurts their defense. So when you have a Pat Fryermuth in line, and you have him chipping a defensive end, or even just in position where the defensive end can come off the snap and as Pat Fryermuth is trying to come out in his route, give him a shot. Come in two hands and just really, you know, mess up his route. It's going to be 
more beneficial to the defense than it is to the offense. If it's Zach Gentry, my goodness, yeah, absolutely. Go ahead, defensive end. Push him around all you want. Because while you're pushing him around, you're not rushing the quarterback, and we don't care. You know, he's not really a threat. But this is Pat Fryermuth. So Pat Fryermuth, in motion, in the slot, is, all, is, is better than when he's in line because the defense doesn't get to have a defensive end, like, put hands on him. And if you do, you've put them really, really far away from the pocket. So that's one of the reasons Pat Fryermuth is better in the slot, and I like him better in the slot than I do in line. He can do fine in line, but I think he's just much better in the slot because the defense doesn't have that easy way to slow him down. And he is a he is a monster for cornerbacks to deal with. There are, there are plenty of clips, plenty of plays in the last two seasons where he has flat out beaten a cornerback with his route running. And when you add in the fact that he's big, and cornerbacks are not going to match him in size, that's a real benefit. Especially when you can put him in line, or put him into an H-back, or put him in motion even. And all of a sudden, if you had a cornerback in to cover Pat Fryermuth, let's say the Steelers go two tight ends and the defense goes nickel because they know Pat Fryermuth is a dangerous slot weapon, you've handed a big advantage in the run game to the Steelers. And if you put in a linebacker that takes away the advantage Pat Fryermuth's blocking gives you in the run game, Pat Fryermuth's going to go outside in the slot. Good luck covering him now. Who are, you, who are you covering him with? You don't have a cornerback to cover him. So Pat Firemuth to me is, is one of the big mismatch creators on the Steelers' offense simply because the tight end equation of can you block players that are bigger, you know, can you block the players that can't cover you? Because if you can block all the defensive backs that can cover you, Okay, that's, that's what receivers do. If you can be covered by a linebacker, but you can block linebackers, well, okay, that's, you, you know, all right. You just take one player, you know, out of the play, and it's 10 on 10. But if you can beat in a route and block a linebacker and, you know, do, beat a cornerback in a route, you're, you're something special. Now you're hard to cover. Because if they could be put a cornerback on you, you can still win in both sides of the game. You can block that player and you can beat him in a route. If they put a linebacker on you, you can still block that player and you can beat him in a route. Pat Fryermuth is really, really hard to deal with one-on-one. It takes a top-tier defender to match and take away Pat Fryermuth without help. And that makes him a very valuable part of this offense and, a, and really a keystone of this offense. If you watch the games where he was out, it was very noticeable, the change in philosophy that they had to go through because the tight end just didn't have that kind of threat creation. His primary backup last year was Zach Gentry. Zach Gentry was the Steelers' best, pass, best blocking tight end. He's actually a really good pass blocker. There was a number of plays where Zach Gentry looked like he was one of the better blockers on that offensive line in past, de- in, in past protection. 
There were plays where he was, you know, supposed to help Dan Moore Jr., where the defender went at Zach Gentry first, and Zach Gentry just took him. And Dan Moore Jr. ended up being like, okay, I don't need to block. <laughs> like, I, I don't need to block right here. And, and looking around and helping other people. Zach Gentry's a good run blocker. Not as good as he is a pass blocker. But what stood out for Gentry two years ago was how the Steelers were able to use him to still get yards, to still make plays, playing off of his blocking. And a lot of it was little slip screens where he would go and block a defensive end, and then, oh, the defensive end, you know, he he goes out wide on the defensive end. And the defensive end cuts to the inside. You know, attacks him on the inside, and oh, man, Zach Gentry got beat to the inside. But then the quarterback just floats the ball over the defensive lineman to Zach Gentry, who's now wide open. Two to three yards downfield. And he turns and he gains some yards. He he had a couple of longer gains with that. And Zach Gentry's big. He's hard to bring down. He's not going to elude tackles or stiff arm people. But he's just going to run straight forward as hard as he can. And he's not the easiest thing to bring down if he gets ahead of steam. In 2022, he was not as effective. Teams were a little more wise to it. You know, they flowed to him a little quicker, and they took it away. They took away a lot of his production. The impressive thing for me always with Zach Gentry is his growth. If you want a story of someone who grew as a blocker, who grew as a player, Zach Gentry is a great one. Fifth round pick years back. He, His first training camps, his first year with the team. I mean, I, I was a Michigan Wolverines fan. Zach Gentry was a Michigan Wolverine. When they drafted him, when they played him, I was like, what what are you doing? Why'd you get this guy? My sister, crazy college football fan for the Michigan Wolverines, she she was so angry when the Steelers drafted him. They were like, why did they throw a pick away? Zach Gentry's terrible. And his first season, he looked it. He looked like someone who was learning how to walk. He would trip over his own feet at times. But he stuck around, he learned to block better, and he became what he became. And the Steelers found ways to use him. And that brings me to a very different tight end. That the Steelers selected in the third round of this season. In Darnell Washington. One of the things that I I think of right now when I think of Darnell Washington is the Curtain Call podcast this past Wednesday that we did last week. We had Nick Fairball, and Nick Fairball was covering rookie minicamp, and his comment on Darnell Washington was was pretty impressive because he talked about how the Steelers were working with Darnell Washington on inline blocking, specifically, very directly focused on inline blocking with Darnell Washington. But what Nick gave us, what, what I really took away from that was that it was small details. They're not teaching him to inline block. They're teaching him to inline block a little better. Because he's already good at it. And when we asked Nick to give us his prediction for the rookie that would have the most immediate impact as a rookie on the Steelers team, it wasn't Broderick Jones, it wasn't Joey Porter Jr., it was Darnell Washington. 
And he said because Darnell Washington is an NF, looks like, at least in rookie minicamp and so far, looks like an NFL quality blocking tight end who also has ridiculous size and really good athleticism. And in college, showed good hands. He's like a Zach Gentry now, but with speed and hands. <laughs> legit th- A legit threat as a receiver. Now, Darnell Washington didn't make a lot of catches. Didn't get a lot of targets in college. He was the backup tight end because the other tight end is, is really, really good as well. Darnell Washington was used as the number two. He rotated in and out. And he didn't get targeted a lot. But that's fine because Darnell Washington, his first season, is going to be Zach Gentry. And when you think of those plays where Zach Gentry was no longer able to provide threat because he's not very mobile, he's not a threat to break tackles, and he's not an elite blocker. He's a he's a very good one, but he's especially good at pass blocking and not the most dominant run blocker. Darnell Washington, in my opinion, enters the NFL a better run blocker than Zach Gentry. Which is saying something. Zach Gentry's not bad. I'm not I'm not downplaying Zach Gentry's run blocking. I'm just saying Darnell Washington is ahead of him there. Darnell Washington is going to be a big addition to this offense because he brings even better blocking. With room to grow. They're still working on him getting better as a blocker. And he's already going to be a good one. And then you add in his athleticism. Whether he is a receiving threat or not, he gets downfield. And you have to respect that. He's really tall. He will catch some. Even if he doesn't catch all of them, if he drops half of the passes thrown to him, you still have to really cover this guy when he's 20, 30 yards downfield with his speed. You can't just ignore him. I I say that, I think of some plays where Zach Gentry was completely alone in the middle of the field, just standing there, and and the quarterback just threw the ball. There's no defender there, because the other team didn't even bother to cover him. Darnell Washington is not that player. You cannot get away with that. And that's going to draw defenses deeper. That gives you another option to draw defenses deeper. It's going to be interesting with Pat Fryermuth and Darnell Washington. Because you see Pat Fryermuth work underneath Darnell Washington. You had that with George Pickens. It's going to be it's going to be something to see. It's going to be good. Last time I covered with Darnell Washington is when he's downfield and not the target. He brings downfield blocking. He is a fantastic downfield blocker. He gets there, he's fast, and he's violent. He finds people, and he puts them out of the play. He is going to be something to watch. Especially when you consider the Steelers are pairing him with Broderick Jones. Who they played together, they're good friends, and they played really well together at Georgia. 
And man, if you want to watch some fun plays, watch the screen passes they would throw where they would have Broderick Jones and Darnell Washington get out in front of people. And watch those two just find people and take them out. Great stuff. As much as the Steelers' tight end room was so key, and in my opinion, they actually were the heart of the Steelers' offense, I think they're going to be even better, and I think they're going to be even bigger to deal with this year. And if you add in a Connor Hayward as an H-back to that group, Fryermuth, Darnell Washington, Zach Gentry, Connor Hayward, that's going to be a very, very hard group to match up with. That's a lot of mismatches. That's a lot of mismatches. You think you put you put Pat Fryermuth, Darnell Washington, Connor Hayward, Najee Harris, and George Pickens on the field. That's some fierce blocking. If you decide to go, you know, two tight ends and a fullback, you can do a power set out of there with one receiver. Or you can put Pat Fryer, you can put them all on the line. You can put them all, spread them all out. Throw to all, any one of them. Very, very, very dangerous group here with the tight ends and Connor Hayward. Looking forward to seeing what the Steelers do with them. And that's not, that's not even bringing in plays where they put Deontay Harris and Jalen Warren on the field at the same time and threw to one of them. Like, there's so many options for this team to put weapons on the field that are not wide receivers. When you go back to the Ben Roethlisberger days, when they when the Steelers' offense was good on Ben Roethlisberger, 2014 to 2018, so many of the weapons were wide receivers. And once Heath Miller was gone, the tight ends were like, okay, yeah, the tight end's out there because we need a tight end. And the running back's out there, okay. But the real threat is the receivers. This Steelers team is built through the tight ends, the running backs. It is built through the middle. Guys on the inside. And I'm, I'm excited to see it. I'm excited to see it. I'm Especially with Matt Canada. That's where he does his best work. Uh, I'm excited to see it. You know, what they tried to do and what they put together. That's my show for today. Thank you very much for listening. I always enjoy talking football with you. Make sure you're checking out all the other podcasts on the Steel Curtain Network, and on Fans First Sports Network. Make sure you're clicking over to BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Keeping up with all your Steelers news this offseason. As always, thank you for listening, have a great week, and let's go Steelers. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.